0: more than a podcast the uh, greatest podcast in the universe i'm your host james and uh, as always here to give you guys more of the greatness so let's uh jump right in um this has been a really interesting week uh just starting out right off with it um you know i, I spent this past week um putting out a lot of polls you know just kind of filling out in the water seeing what people's opinions are about certain things because you know the thing about my podcast and exactly what i do you know like have you ever asked yourself like what is what is this guy talking about like what what can i what can i um look forward to getting out of you know his podcast just so i don't have to waste my time if it's something that he's not offering me that i want well the thing is it's like i like to talk to people like they're my friends and i like to kind of have a general consensus i like to go around and just say hey You know, these two games came out. Which one are you trying to buy? Which one are you trying to play? Which one's been taking more of your time? You know, just feeling stuff around. And I just like to know what the the natural goings ons are, you know, in pop culture and video games. And, you know, basically just just make an assessment, you know, to myself on where I personally would stand. And, you know, I find that it's a, a lot of fun to do that now mainly i do it through twitter i really don't uh like to expand myself to too many other uh social media fronts you know it's just it's such a hassle to me uh it's such a hassle and i feel like i feel like social media in itself serves different purposes based on where you are you know if it's facebook um if it's twitter um if it's instagram it's like there's different points on why you engage uh whatever medium but I enjoy Twitter because I you know like I said I really can just just uh, speak in a very brief manner get a lot of information and learn a whole lot about people and that's basically how I like to break it down and this past week I learned a lot I learned a whole lot and it's really funny because as of this recording um, it's really funny because I, I actually told another another creator this um creator said uh you know how do you go about um you know information and, and talking and speaking because you know I talk to a lot of streamers and I myself am not a streamer but one thing that I am is I'm a conversationist. So it's like I enjoy having conversation and I enjoy, you know, uh just basically engaging people in interest. And one of the things that I that I suggested is, hey Maybe you want to run, run some polls, you know, because running a poll, uh, it incentivizes a person to make it a, to, you know, basically project their opinion. And it's not so much that you want to fight that opinion, but just know where people stand and then speak on it from your perspective. And, and, you know, and it's not giving away, you know, mother's recipe or anything. It's just, it's the way that I feel is the easiest to engage because yeah, you're going to have people who are going to come out and they're going to talk and they're going to say, you know what? I am 110% against these type of games and I'll never, <clears throat> you know, be on that side. But even if I'm not a, a player of a particular game, uh, genre, I at least want to know what people's thoughts are on those genres, how people are feeling about things that are coming out in, you know, in those respective genres. I still want to know because it's important because You know, it's not just like games revolve around, you know, one or two uh, different places to play. Now, when now with my particular genres or not genres, I'm sorry, with my particular polls that I put out, you know, I was you know, I I like to be not I don't like to be divisive, but I definitely like to stir the pot a bit. So, like, I actually did a few of them. And one of one of the uh, one of the ones that i put out i put a poll out and i said what is your favorite nintendo series and it was really simple and you know the one thing especially with twitter um or any poll for that matter because you know there's going to be several choices for people to pick but you usually want to just give them three and then just say you know if your answer is different than this and just let me know and you know i i put um i put super mario brothers uh legend of zelda and metroid and then the fourth was like um you know everything that they do and it was so funny because i'm sitting here because you know whenever you do a poll you kind of have an idea of what you think people are going to say so listening to myself type that in i told myself this is going to be all about mario this is going to be 110 mario you know mario's going to slam everybody as far as um, this particular question and i was sorely mistaken because legend of zelda won by over 50 percent like I, I i don't have the closing numbers with me but i mean it was well i mean just it was like a landslide it was like my goodness mario wasn't even close the closer the closer was uh everything that they do you know people appreciate everything as opposed to just one genre and that's on a secondary but the very first thing people legend of zelda period period and and what i what i love about it because the truth of the matter for for me is that i am not a fan of legend of zelda and it's not so much that i'm not a fan because i don't like legend of zelda it's just i don't have any experience to speak on about legend of zelda so There's really no way for me to come out and say, oh, well, I know, no, I don't know anything about it. But it's very interesting to know that an overwhelming amount of people are more engaged with that particular uh, property as opposed to the one that made Nintendo what it is. Like, that is huge to me. And so I was really overwhelmed by by that answer just completely. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know how to process this because on any other day I would always think Mario's gonna win everything, and I had, I had done that poll um a couple of weeks back on uh, Mario 2 and asking everybody who they chose, and everybody was like Peach, oh Peach, it's all about Peach, and then Luigi was second, Toad was third, and Mario was dead last, and I just could not believe it. And it's it, it it seems like it's just an ongoing trend. Mario's not getting the love. I don't know what's going on, but he's not getting the love. I mean the games that, that come out that feature Mario, they're they're, you know, world class sellers and they and they sell like gangbusters, but when it comes to a poll, man, he's not winning. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the people that are turning in the uh poll. So if you're a Mario fan, I'd say get out there, get that vote in, uh, so that uh, you know, you can prove to the world that Mario is the more popular title. Um, I did another poll, and this one was kind of newish in an old way, I guess. Basically, so this whole past week, people have been clamoring about this rogue-like game that has uh, come out on the Nintendo Switch. It's been out on PC already, but it's made its uh, debut on the Switch, and it's called Hades. Hades. And um, it's an interesting looking game. I'm not gonna lie. It's a very interesting looking game. And as of this recording, I just purchased Hades. I wasn't even gonna have it when I recorded this because I wasn't thinking about record I wasn't thinking about um, purchasing either one of these games, but I went ahead and I and I purchased it because I mean the overwhelming uh, response, was just crazy when it comes to people not not the response to my poll but just the response in a new game coming out because you know new games come out like triple a games like your ghost of Tsushima's you know your anything that's on a triple a level and people are going to talk about it forever and that's exactly what was happening with Hades and I don't really consider Hades to be a triple a title I'd say it's a it's an a title at best but my goodness, if it's not taking the world by storm, it has a 93 on Metacritic at this moment. And yeah, I went ahead and I and I splurged and I bought the game. And I have to say, I'm pleasantly surprised how much I enjoy it because I'm not a big fan of roguelike games. I don't enjoy the concept of uh, pushing as hard as hard or as far as you can uh, only to die and then start over again. Um, with little to nothing but there's a lot that's different about Hades that makes me more intrigued to enjoy this type of game firstly there's a story so there's a storyline usually when you get into a roguelike game there's not much of a story or it's uh, a very light interpretation on what you know what what plot or what the motivation is for said hero if that if you even have a a a hero to begin with usually it's you know a nameless person and you just kind of have to think of it as yourself but you know this is a game that that really you know has its hooks in with a robust story as far as i can tell um And the other thing that I really enjoy about it is they're allowing me, even though I can go through a few levels and I'm progressing in, and I'm basically learning on the fly, but it doesn't stop me from growing on the individual level. So I can still get better as, as the character And just become more proficient when I go back out with, you know, with the uh, the growing opportunities. So where I may have been with the growing opportunity before when I wasn't as strong, you know, health wise or strength wise, it's going to be loads better. Because when I went back to the hub and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to up my strength or I'm going to up my dodge or whatever. Those things factor into you know, the randomness of like the weapons and the, the uh, passive abilities and whatnot. And it's really fun. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's really fun. Now I, (laughs) when I did the poll, I actually did the poll, um, which game is better. And it was Hades versus blasphemous. Now the reason that I did both of those games is, was because I consider both of those games to be A-titles. They're not AAA titles. They're just A-titles. Both of them are from independent studios. And, you know, I feel like they just have an equal amount of buzz. So I I really wanted to know. And, you know, what's crazy is that 68% of the people who voted said they haven't played either. They hadn't played either. And the rest, the rest of the people who uh, voted, it was basically an even stretch between Hades and Blasphemous. And and you know what? It didn't surprise me because I had one uh, one user and he said something that resonated very deeply with me. And he said, you know, these both of these titles are very good titles, but they scratch different itches. And I said, you know what, you're exactly right because you got one that's a roguelike and then you have one that's uh, what they would consider a Metroidvania. And I've seen a lot about Blasphemous and the one thing that has kept me at bay about Blasphemous Is that I feel like because again, people you know, especially these you know developers nowadays, they try their best to make games in a very hybrid sense. So as much as I want to think about this game being a Metroidvania, it's it's really taking a lot of its inspiration from Dark Souls, and I don't think I can do another uh, game. That is inspired by Dark Souls. Last time I did that, I bought Salt in Sanctuary, um, and completely got robbed of any kind of manhood. And I mean, I don't, I don't play the game anymore because it, it's, it to me, it's a little too much. It was just too much for what I, uh, for what I invested, and I just couldn't go through it. So that's how I felt like Blasphemous was gonna treat me. I felt like I'm gonna go through this game. And, you know, I'm going to hit that inevitable point where I can go further no longer. And I just have to really rise above this insurmountable occasion. That's basically what Dark Souls is. Um, and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Will I do it now? Maybe, maybe. Um, but I gotta say, I'm having a whole lot of fun with Hades, um, you know, I'll jump back into it probably this weekend. But if you haven't grabbed it, if you haven't grabbed, if you if you haven't grabbed either game, I would say this: both games are standout games in their own right. If you're the kind of person that likes to go around on a very huge map and uh, and you know collect things that are going to help you um, through your through your overall journey, then I would say grab Blasphemous. If you're someone who likes to learn from their mistakes and, you know, approach the end game in a different way each time you make a mistake, then I would say grab Hades, because that's pretty much what that's gonna do. And that those are the itches that they're gonna scratch on each level. And I could be wrong, some people may uh, interpret the, uh, the the gameplay and the game styles a little differently, but that's what I get from them. So ask your friends, ask people online, talk to people, see which game sounds great to you and then make a choice cuz they're both really good games and you got to grab one or both. Um man, one thing that I re- that I observed I was, you know, in getting in getting this podcast together this week man so they actually did so they've been releasing a lot of uh a lot of videos and they've been doing a lot of uh pr i guess you want to say for spider-man miles morales not a lot of leak stuff but just a lot of uh just stuff that they're just putting on the open and one thing that really got the internet buzzing uh is what they've deemed spider cat so it starts off and this is one thing that i'll spoil it you know because i know that me saying as much as i'm going to say will not justify what you can see when you see it it's like totally awesome so you know uh you start off and you're in the store and then this cat kind of pokes out of your backpack as you're dressed up as spider-man and uh And, you know, he's just kind of playfully looking out of the bag and he hops back in and then they skip to a whole nother scene. And you do kind of like a I guess a finishing move or something. And the cat kind of jumps out and paws at the enemy's face. And it's just it's cute. It's awesome. It's great. Um, You know, people are already making memes that there should just be a straight up spider cat game. I would be for it. Um, It looks awesome. Um the only thing that I'm lost on and this this could just be because I have been so bowed out of comics for such a long time you know there's this there's this whole thing about Miles Morales and from all of the uh from all the different trailers and You know information that I've seen this guy has some kind of electric ability and I'm always trying to figure out where did he get that ability to have that electricity like where is that from I don't know and I've looked it up online I can only run into speculations I can't even run into anything official like through Marvel or anything but if you know please let me know because I really want to know what gives him that ability to do the electric stuff you know like I I I don't know anything about Miles Morales. You know, I grew up with Peter Parker as my Spider-Man, but even still, I'm not a Spider-Man fan. But I got to say, I will probably be grabbing this game um, as long as that cat plays a significant role in my progression from from the beginning to the end. As long as that cat's a part of the game, I am solid, man. That that it, it was awesome. And check it out. You should go to YouTube. Check it out uh see for yourself cuz i think it's awesome um you know one of the uh, oh my gosh so i actually now this one this is this wasn't necessarily a poll but it was definitely a uh, a, a just kind of like a burning question and i wanted to reach out to a lot of collectors so i talked to a lot of collectors and you know on individual levels and and i said you know what let me just kind of pull everybody in the circle and just really see uh what what their deal is on a certain topic. And the topic is as, as simple as it sounds. It's it was basically as a collector, what is the most difficult aspect for you as a person? As an individual, what do you find the most difficult? And I got a ton of answers. I got a ton of answers. And I basically boiled it all down to just ten. So I got ten Reasons, or not ten reasons, but ten of the most difficult uh, aspects of actually being a collector. So the first thing that 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 uh, I will say, and I thought this was like I was right on board with this, is alphabetizing, because you know if you're somebody who really is about keeping a, a particular order about something, you know you want your games to kind of have a, you know you want them to be in alphabetical order. Maybe some people don't, some people don't care. Maybe you, maybe you just want to keep them in now. Now here's the thing. I I don't think there's a way to keep them in alphabetical order while mixing up the different platforms. That would just be an ugly mess, but within your platforms, I can understand that. So you say, okay, here's all my Nintendo games. I'm going A to Z. Here's all my Sega games and so forth. So alphabetizing does seem like it could be a big issue. Uh, number two was remembering what games they have. Um, I could totally, you know, understand that, you know, you, as a collector, I'm believing that, you know, you spend a lot of time picking up a lot of different stuff, uh, at a lot of different times. Sometimes those times could be very sporadic. It could just, you, it could just be at the drop of a dime. You could just happen to be at a flea market or happen to pass up a, uh, a garage sale and they have, you know, a box of, you know, uh, uncle Charlie's, you know, uh, atari junk and you get it all for five bucks and it's like man i you know i i got all this stuff but i don't even know what it is and compared to what i already have maybe i have all this stuff but it was just such a good bargain so you know remembering what you have versus what you plan to get that does sound like a very big issue and i would feel sorry for myself if i had to you know take on that endeavor um Number three, and this is this is one that I mean, I thought it was just a no brainer having available space, Um, you know, like everybody lives somewhere. And depending on where you live, you know, you kind of already can play it out in your mind how expansive your ability can be to collect. You know, if you if you're somebody who, you know, by the good graces, you have. You know, you're you're able to secure the entirety of of a basement or an attic, then oh my goodness, that's so great for you. Um, but if you're just getting like a standard size room, that could still be great. But in 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 the thought that you're a collector, I believe there's always going to be more. So it's like, man, this could this this greatness is only going to last for a little while. And I think the times where I think that it becomes an issue is when people try to personalize their uh their collector rooms, like you know, with their backlights and you know, just just the awesomeness that can go into making a room very special. And it's like if you continue to collect, then that room is no longer gonna be able to accommodate for the awesomeness and the games. So you gotta pick and choose. So you know i i get it i i think available space is a is a huge thing and i think as an aspiring collector that should possibly be one of the first things you think about i want to collect games do i have enough room for it no okay maybe i should just think about collecting a particular uh system and its games and maybe it will be an effort where i'll have to keep them boxed up i won't be able to display them um yeah, it's, it's a thought process and it's something that it, it like like everything else in life. It's something that has to be planned. So if you're planning to be a collector, plan it accordingly and make sure you have space. Um, number four was selling other items to afford the rare games. Now, this is a really um, interesting concept. I actually had a person who said that um, that. He sold an extra car that he had in order to afford a game uh, that he wanted. And I thought that was, you know, it's awesome if you can sell a car that you're no longer using. Um, But then, you know, you get people who when they when they think about the odd and even of that, you know, that kind of it's like, you you took a car. A whole forty thousand dollar car and you spent $30,000 or $20,000 or $10,000 and you put it on, you know, you, you went out and you bought, you know, this, this game where there's only 10 copies in the world. Congratulations. You're a butthead. You know, I mean, that, that, that's not me saying it. I'm just thinking like the people that will be closest to you, that's probably what they will be thinking. Um, But you know, it, it happens, you know, I mean, it's, I I definitely believe that as a collector, there is going to be some sacrifice. And, you know, in in a lot of cases, it's really it really just boils down to what are you willing to do to have what you want or what you need? You know, like if I I if I consider myself a a collector, because my thing is this, if I'm if I'm going to collect me myself, I'm only going to be on one system. I'm not going to go and, you know, like, oh, I'm going to collect for Everything Sony like, no, it's just not going to happen because there's going to be points of rarities within each one of those systems. And I just and I know wholeheartedly I can't afford to keep up with it all. It's just not going to happen. So when you are a collector, you know, I think that there there really has to be a point that you think of where you say, like, look, this is how far I'm willing to go to get what I need. And I think you should just always have a an open understanding of how far is too far. Because the one thing you don't want to do that you don't want to end up doing is you don't want to end up selling or sacrificing something in order to attain something else that someone else doesn't see the value in that's related to you, at least, you know, because then that, that's no good. It's no good at all. But, you know, it's your life. So do what you got to do. Um, number five is one that i think would be the biggest nightmare out of everything and it's moving moving from one place to another man look i would i would say this much if if you are if you're going to let, let's say this if I, I i would not start collecting until i knew that i was going to be in one place at one time i would never ever <laughs> you know like i would never ever be somewhere with a potential to have to get up and go within the next at least five years you know i'm not gonna go and move in with a girlfriend and start my collection that's never gonna happen because who knows what what's going to occur in that circumstance it's like you guys could break up in the next two years and now you got to figure out what you're going to do with this room and a half of all of all this stuff. And it's just, you know, it, it's not crazy, but it's something to be considered. So I would just say that if you again, if you're going to be a collector, at least know that you're going to be where you're going to be for a long time. Or uh, if you know, if in the plan of moving somewhere else, know that it can be as seamless as it needs to be and you don't have to sacrifice in order to move cuz there are some people who do that some people they get get up and get ready to move and then it's like oh I can't I can't take everything so I got to get rid of 25% of what I have and it's like that wouldn't have been your intention if you knew that you had just as much room as you have now but you know it's a part of the process so you just got to kind of keep your ears open and keep your eyes open and just know uh when enough is enough um number six um really simple one it's not having enough money i mean it's simple you know uh we all work jobs some of us work better jobs than others some of us have uh, higher levels of disposable income and you know some of us just don't know how to save and don't know how to balance out what we should buy versus what we shouldn't but you know um you know, money is definitely a factor when it comes to buying things, especially things that are within your hobby. My only thing with this is just this you got to make sure you take care of business before pleasure. That's it. Number seven, not being able to stop buying things. Now, that kind of goes into number six. If you have, if you, if now I've had this issue, I've had this issue before, and I was, I was never a collector, but. I found myself buying games every single week just to buy them because they released. And, and I mean, it got to a point where I was literally not opening games for months on end. And I know a lot of you who are listening now, you're in that same boat. I I see it all the time. I see people say, Oh man, I've, I've had, you know, this game for ever since it released and I still haven't played it. It's just sitting in my backlog and it's like, my thing is this we got to we as gamers we have to we have to stop justifying backlogs you know one thing we have to really stay cognizant about is this games aren't going anywhere they're not going anywhere the world's not ending tomorrow and if it does you're not going to really be thinking about games as a factor of why you should still be living but realize the games that are worth having in the, in, you know, in, in, in the physical, uh, form versus the ones that you can just get later, you know, like to me, it's like, there's so many games that you could just get later, you know, the rare ones versus the, the, the ones that are, that are going to be on shelves forever. So just, you know, subsidize the way of thinking and just say like, yo, um, this is a rare game. You know, I've been reading up on this they They've only made, um, Two hundred and fifty thousand copies of this in the world i gotta get me a copy i might get lucky one day and be able to get a copy in the next couple of years but i'd much rather grab this one now and keep th- that i could totally understand that but if you're gonna sit there and you know go out and buy uh you know a, a, a mario game like they're gonna continue to make mario games they're never gonna stop It's never going to be a point where a Mario game is not available. And even in that same stroke, usually games get remade, remastered and, and rebranded as, you know, uh, you know, collector's edition or, or director's cut or whatever. It's like, just, just stay in the know and understand the games that are worth having versus the ones you just want. Cause wanting and needing are way different. And, You really don't need everything that you have. That's just me. Um, Number eight is a really important one, um, but one that I can't really understand too deeply because I'm not a collector and it's depreciating value. You know, um, you could be you can become a collector of a particular system, genre, whatever, and you might get to a point where everything that you thought was going to be worth something is worth absolutely nothing. And and it goes kind of into the, the last statement I was making. Sometimes you just get in the circumstances where things are just saturated, oversaturated. Like I don't think that there's anything on the Nintendo Wii that's ever going to be worth anything. I don't think, I don't think a Nintendo Wii system will ever, ever be worth anything at least in the next 25 30 years i don't think so because it's such it's it's such a a a oversaturated system it's in the wild everybody has one it's nobody that doesn't have one now if you say um you know how about the uh the original playstation 3 the big one the huge ones now those might be rare Those might be super rare because as a circumstance, you know, there was this big hub flub about how they were too big, too expensive and they cost too much to make. And Sony went back and then they made them smaller and they revamped everything and, and, you know, all was good in the world at the time. So, yes, you may be able to get away with that, but you have again, you have to kind of understand what's going to be worth it based on your research you got to be able to research you got to be able to look into stuff and just know at any given time what's worth your what's worth your dollar and what can wait because most of it the majority of it can absolutely wait um number nine knowing what games to play i think this is a super funny one because this kind of gets into basically all of the ones that i've mentioned and you know you can sit there and you can like like that was my deal i used to buy games every week so buying a game every week, it always stopped me from playing a game that I was playing previously. And I just got to a point where I didn't know what to play anymore. I was like, I, I you know, and I would literally get to a point, And this is no kidding. And maybe you guys have this experience. Maybe you don't. Maybe you think I'm crazy. But I would get to a point, right, where I would start on my PlayStation 4. And I would start a game up. And I would get to the menu of the game. And I would shut it right down and then start something else up. I used to get to this point where I would download a game, you know, something that I had digitally, start it up, exit out, delete it, and then go download something else. Like, I just I never had my mind wrapped around something that I just solidly said, I have to play this and I got to complete this and I just got to go through this. Usually for me, when it comes to playing a game consistently, it has to be a game that. A is like hyped up out the wazoo and, or B I have been waiting for like for a very long time. Like if it's something that I know I've been waiting for, like when I like uh resident evil seven was a, is a perfect example. I played that game start to finish, beat the whole thing in VR, did it within a week. And it was because I, I was, I was adamantly waiting for that game. I had the, uh I had the demo that came out before it. I love that demo. And it just had me so hyped and, when I got the game, I said, I'm not going to stop on this until I see exactly what happens at the end. And and unfortunately, that's not that's not the case with every single game. You know, I went and got Trails of Cold Steel three and I thought I was going to last through that thing for a while. And I haven't picked it up in a few weeks. Um, You know, every so often I get I get gassed on uh, Animal Crossing, you know. I, I, I tell people all the time, my island, I'm not even at the point where I can make my island into anything that would be uh, creative in my own way. I haven't even got that far, you know, <laughs> and I'm I'm sitting here begging and asking other people, how do you do this? How do you get that? I don't know what to do because I'm so behind, you know, so it's like, you know, you really got to just consider, what, you know, you got to you got to take things in moderation because, if you don't, if you don't know what you want to play, then you got too much that you need to play, or too much that you you can play. So you gotta you gotta keep things at a very moderate level. Even that that means systems, everything. You know, you just gotta keep it at a moderate level. Like me, I, I I'm sorry, I I never, I have never, and I will never own more than one system at, at a time. In a in a certain in a certain respect. So like it could be a handheld. I own one of those. I can own a con, uh, uh, in-house console. Could be one of those. Switch is different because it's like a hybrid, so it you know I'll have one of those. But for the most part, if it, if all that existed was in-house consoles, I'm only gonna have one. I'm never gonna be the guy who says I got a PlayStation Five because this is the only place I can play Demon Souls, but I also got a Xbox Series X because this is the only place that I can play you know gears of war or or halo whatever you know like i'm not gonna be that guy never ever ever will i be that guy i'm gonna you know when it comes when it comes to me and systems i literally cut my losses like quickly and it's not that i become such a fanboy on one side where i'm discing dissing the other people that are that have made the opposite choice it's just I invest my time in the position that I put and I'm just going to keep it that way. And I'm ne- and and I, I really honestly don't understand when people do that, when they when they make it a, a point to banter and to uh, be evil about people on the other side. I'm just like, I don't know why that's a, a good thing for you, but OK, whatever. But again, keep yourself at a medium have enough time to play the things that you have because if you just keep buying stuff you're just never gonna play anything and that sucks um and then number 10 is this was the funny one it was uh just being a collector that's the most difficult thing just being a collector and I could totally understand that I mean it's a lot it's a lot to deal with and it's a lot to consider and yeah I mean you know if you if you take it seriously and and um you know, it's something that you appreciate. You know, because, and I've asked collectors, why do you collect? And a lot of people are just, you know, appreciative about the history of games, um, and not just video games. I mean, this is all kinds of things. People collect music, people collect uh, movies. You know, um, I've heard people say, you know, I've collected VHSs, and then when, <clears throat> when things came out on DVD, I collected those. Now Blu-ray, I'm collecting those. Now 4K, and I'm collecting those. And you know, it's 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 a deal for everybody but just think in moderation to think how important is it for you to have you know four different versions of nightmare on elm street that's the same exact movie over every single medium it's not that important but you know it is to whomever um some quick shots really really fast um monster hunter uh dropped their trailer and I don't know about it. Uh, you know, it's going to be really crazy because, you know, it's because now that we all understand that um, that studios are going to take Resident Evil seriously this time, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson has gone on to plague another series. He swears that this is going to be the closest uh, video game to movie uh, adaption that has ever been done. And. If that's the case, why couldn't that have been the case with any of the several Resident Evil movies he's done? His wife is in the lead role, so, you know, that's nothing surprising. Um, You know, to me, it's just a shallow move, and I'm just not looking forward to it. I think it's going to be interesting. I will definitely go and see it, Um, not to laugh at it, to try to enjoy myself, but I'm not holding this up to be like anything, so... We'll see uh, what happens Uh, did a short little poll ask people what instruments did they want to uh, attempt to play and it's so funny because 52% out of the uh, entire poll that was taken said they want to learn how to play the piano and the other instruments I had was drums guitar and saxophone saxophone came dead last Um, guitar came fourth I mean third and drums came um, fourth And or second and first place was the piano, which is really cool. So, you know, um, I'm enthusiastic about the piano. I I dabble in it. I don't play it. Um, I could play the Moonlight Sonata. That's about it. Um, But, you know, I think it's a really interesting uh, instrument. And I think, honestly, out of all of them, it's probably the easiest to learn. But you guys can let me know. Um, iPhone 12 also did their... Whole spill, and it's coming out, yay! Okay, and uh, it's just another phone in the uh Apple corner, starting off at $799 for the lowest of the low phones that they have. And if you want the highest of the high, it's gonna be $1,099 to get the biggest, baddest, best phone that they have. Uh, most people said, Look, I'm an Android user anyway. That's th- that was 67% of the people who I did the poll with. 67% said that they are Android users and they're, they're just not even worried about the iPhone. But the people that are um, said that they would like to see an updated design, which they did not. It looks exactly like every other phone has looked. There may be marginal changes, but those marginal changes are so minute that you really can't notice them until you get about 10 to 15 years out. And it just sucks. That's just, that's kind of the way that I'm, I, I look at it. Um, the uh, other thing that they said that they wanted was um, the a better camera, which I thought was funny because that was the whole emphasis of their, of their uh, phone last year uh, was their camera and all the lenses on the back. And then what's really crazy is people, most people said 5G doesn't matter to them a lot of people aren't really stuck on 5g. So I, I don't know, like, I'm, I, I don't have a 5g phone at the moment. Um, I guess I would say I'm waiting to see an example of what 5g is because 5g has to be something that just really blows me away on a level where I'm just like, okay, yeah, I, my, <laughs> like I I don't want to justify my life and, and living over a a phone signal but you know if it does something substantially to where i can become more productive as a human being then yeah of course i'm going to think about investing in it but for what it's worth now i don't see anything like there's nothing like so life-changing i don't hear enough people screaming about 5g i just don't it's it's I, i don't know i mean but we'll wait for it um Oh and then my most fun poll that I did This one was the one I did early in the week And I had a lot of fun with this one Because I didn't even know what what levels I was talking about Or what levels I was going to get back as far as feedback But I just wanted to know I asked people I said What is your favorite Super Mario uh, Brothers 3 level? And the overwhelming majority of people Guess what they said Just take a wild guess if you guess they said giant land you are absolutely correct. I mean it didn't stop. It went on it went on longer than I had considered the question open. And that was another open question when it wasn't a poll that I did. I just asked the question straight out. And I mean if I got 100 responses, 85 90 of them said giant world. And I, and and it was so funny cuz I'm just thinking i don't remember giant world (laughs) so i had to go back on uh youtube and look up giant world just so i could have this conversation right now and yeah it's it's a pretty it's a pretty fun looking level it's pretty decent it's pretty nice um you know it's it's as gimmicky as as the rest of the levels can be um but i can i can definitely see where people have built their appreciation now my now my favorite level Uh, was Pipeland and Pipeland was the one with all with the plants it just had all the plants and you had to have that one suit so you can walk across those black plants and it was just like I I don't know what it was about it but I just really enjoyed that particular level what I what I got a lot of though um, in the secondary was a lot of Skyland and also Waterland which um, to me both of those I didn't even want to mention them because I myself am terrified of uh, of water levels and I'm super terrified of heights. So any kind of sky, anything, I don't want to talk about it. But uh, apparently a lot of people have had a lot of fun with those levels. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Super Mario three, it's it's one of the best Mario games out there that was ever made. They've all they've, they've always evolved and become better. But when when it really boils down and you ask people, I mean, usually Super Mario three is like up there. Um, So um, if you don't know what giant land is or you've never played Super Mario three, I would say get on your Nintendo switch. If you have one of those, if you don't find somebody who does uh, play it on their Nintendo online, NES online and just enjoy the experience because it's really, really cool. It is really cool and, and I think that's when I really started liking Mario a lot when they started having the, the um when they when when the world became really different. Because from Super Mario like Super Mario One, I mean it really wasn't much different other than from the underground to, you know, the upper world. Um two was just so abstract you just really didn't even pay attention and just three was just really nice it like like it they had specific lands for all of your points of the adventure and then they went on and did uh the same thing in super mario world which was really really cool and yeah and the rest is history but um that's pretty much how my week went as far as all of the uh great information and polls and 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 um conversations and i really do just want to take a time out and just thank everybody who's taken a taken a moment just a moment to speak to me to uh converse with me to argue with me and to enlighten me because the one important thing that I take away from my engagement on social media is community and In community, not everybody's going to get along. I try to get along with everyone. Most importantly, I try to listen. And I listen with the intent to understand that everybody's different. Everybody has a view. Some people may have the same view. They're just looking at it a little different. But as people amongst each other, we have to be cognizant of that. We have to be prepared for the differences in each other. And we can't spend so much time putting each other down or ridiculing each other about our personal views, our lifestyles, our choices. We can't continue to do that. Because especially in, especially in the understanding of the gaming community, I mean, we're all here for one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to have fun. It's not to talk down about each other it's not to say that your system's worse than my system. I just want to know that you're having a great time. It's the key to having the best life possible. You you always want to make sure that you're okay. But if you could for one second, think about somebody that could be right next to you. Whether it's online, whether it's in your home, whether it's in your neighborhood, whether you're walking in the mall, walking down the street, walking around in church, wherever, think about the person who might not be viewing life in such a way that you are. I would just say give that opportunity and listen for an opportunity to make other people's view a little better. That's going to do it for me, guys. I really, really, really enjoyed giving you guys the best podcast in the universe. If you guys have uh, anything that you want to discuss, I am always on Twitter. You can message me on Twitter at more ta podcast.com. Um, or no, I think it's just more TA podcast. I don't think they do. Yeah. They don't do coms on Twitter, <laughs> but a com that is important is if you want to visit uh, my website, uh, which is up and running and full steam ahead, uh, more than a podcast.com. Um, it's a really simple place to be, um, nothing too fancy, but I do have a lot of art uh from the artist who has done uh my uh my uh art for my podcast who has done a lot of side projects for me um you can see a lot of how my podcast began um you can listen to uh if you're not already doing it now but you can see that you can listen to the podcast there on the uh the actual site and you can also partake in the uh the uh blogs i blog you know all the time several blogs are up right now throw a comment out there start a discussion let's get talking let's be friends because that's really um what i'm here for so with uh that being said i uh need you all to do me that favor as i ask every week take care of yourselves and each other and i will see you guys next time bye guys